0: Welcome to The Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. If you're a creator, athlete, or entrepreneur, luck can only get you so far. Having the right skill sets are critical in your success. All Skill No Luck makes handcrafted, custom designed flannel wear. made in the United States and based here right in Oceanside, California. They pride themselves on quality, creativity, and attitude. The perfect brand for the creative brew. Use promo code CREATIVEBREW10 and get 10% off and free shipping within the United States. You can check them out at AllSkillNOLuck.com my next partner is elevate coffee trading and if you appreciate specialty coffee enjoy outdoor adventure and love helping elevate the lives of children around the world then you're going to love elevate coffee trading their mission is to extract hope through love coffee and adventures there's free shipping in the united states and every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee producing countries and in areas of need in the united states you can use promo code elevate 21 on your next order And you can follow their journey on social media at Elevate Coffee Trading. Or you can visit online at ElevateCoffeeTrading.com and let's start extracting hope together. Hey, this show is brought to you by Tennessee Grappling Apparel based out of the Knoxville area. Lifestyle wear for the modern wrestler or grappler. Use the promo code CB10 on your next purchase at (laughs) TennesseeGrapplingApparel.com. With a new episode of the Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey today, uh, we have uh, glass mosaic artist L- Luce that's based in Oceanside, California. I met her at a uh, fundraiser event with Studio Ace in Oceanside, California, and so now finally have the privilege of uh, being able to share her story. So, uh, without further ado, I'll let Luce sort of take it away.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, so, my name is Luce Elena. And, um, how I got started with artwork, uh, was originally in 2011, um, is when I began visual artwork. Um, when I was about 12 years old, I started writing poetry and that was kind of the way that I expressed myself with creativity. Um, and it wasn't until 2011, my grandmother had passed away, um, and she was a... My grandmother was an incredible artist. I remember growing up watching her do everything from ceramics to acrylic painting. Um, She did several oil paints. She did charcoal um, and just made everything that she dabbled in look very easy. Um, So when she passed away, I remember trying to sit down and write and it was the first time that I had gotten writer's block and ever and I didn't know what to do it was um very difficult to not be able to express all the emotions so I remember sitting down and just all of a sudden out of nowhere just starting to like draw and paint and work with graphite pencil and it was it was really like an artist boot camp for me kind of just learning how to do all this stuff and not really having any formal art training um and I remember painting with one color just painting with red and I had gotten paint on me one night um and I went to go I went to take a shower and when I'm blow-drying my hair I end up breaking the mirror when I put the hair dryer down and my grandmother um all my life had been very superstitious about everything and you know so I had in my head that you know her voice of oh gosh you're gonna get seven years bad luck um And I remember standing at the kitchen table and just like crying my eyes out that my grandmother passed away. And now I've got this broken mirror and just everything. And I I took I had glue on the table. And I remember taking some glue and gluing the broken mirror to the canvas. And in some weird way, I kind of I felt like I like made a pact with God that, you know, maybe I can get through this you know, getting seven years bad luck and sort of bypass it if I use the broken mirror in a piece of artwork. Um, And that was kind of the beginning and the introduction uh, to becoming a glass mosaic artist. Um, Over the next year, I really learned, I just immersed myself in all different kinds of art mediums, um, really just to feel closer to my grandmother. This wasn't ever about becoming a professional artist or selling anything. It was really just a therapeutic practice for healing and being able to, to have an outlet for anguish and for grief and, um, you know, and working with broken mirrors really helped me over the years too, to kind of develop that like sense of self about working with, you know, the shattered pieces of oneself and then putting it back together and creating something beautiful um, in the end. And so, you know, that really, that was kind of what, um, initially led me into being a glass mosaic artist.
0: That, that's a, uh, that's a pretty cool origin story. That's, uh, wow. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, so it's actually pretty amazing what you've been self-taught. Uh, I know I, I, I deal with, uh, you know, a, a lot of artists and just even, even for me too. I mean, like I said, I, I've been sort of trained, you know, I'd, went through college and everything but it's always interesting to see um people's um artwork and pieces uh, especially like people like you and and where they didn't have um that sort of foundational um art and for you to still come out and create all these uh, amazing pieces that it, it, you know it's always amazing to me like how i don't think people realize and i i know you could you could you could probably attest this maybe to your your Either to your background or your military background but with you being self-taught like how much um, i guess how much art do you usually put out or like maybe to get to where you are now like mm-hmm. were you doing this when you started getting into the glass mosaic were you was you doing this pretty much like every day
1: so when uh so my grandma passed in january of 2011 and i would say that i spent a good part of that entire year just immersing myself in anything that I could. So I had, you know, and and this is one of the reasons I look back and I realized what the benefit of not having formal art training was, is that I didn't have all of these rules in my head about what you should and shouldn't do and how things, you know, you're supposed to start with light colors here and dark colors here. None of those rules existed. So for me, it was really, I painted. I painted almost every day something, um, or I would be either painting or drawing. And I think it was in that process that I started to learn, like, ooh, acrylic paint is a lot more forgiving than say oil. Oil. I probably have maybe four oil paintings that I've done ever, and that was kind of where I stopped and went, okay, I'm gonna go back to acrylic because, you know, you can really. I think you become a really good artist not in what you make, but in learning to cover your mistakes and make them look like they weren't there. Um, So I really feel like the, you know, the practicing and doing without any rules allowed me to make a hundred different mistakes and learn from each one of those in a way that next time, you know, I would approach it different. I learned to really wash your brushes off right after you use the paint. I learned about different canvases, have a different result. I learned, you know, just even in drawing um, that charcoal. I remember watching my grandmother and she made it look so easy. And when I picked up charcoal for the first time, it was a lot like oil paint. I was like, I might do a few of these, but I'm going to stick with graphite pencil, which for me was also a lot more forgiving. Um, but I think it was not, you know, not having all of these rules and, and using it for a therapeutic reason more so than to be driven by, well, I need to get these pieces knocked out so I can sell them. It was more like, this is all the feelings I have, and this is what it looks like. you know, this is what anguish and grief and things like that. I started to work through those emotions with artwork. Um, and it was probably it I started, let's see two thousand and eleven, so, By 2012 was when I um, signed up to do my first art show um, in San Diego, and it was the first time that I had, like, actually brought my work to the public. I'd never even thought to do anything like that before. It wasn't to sell. It was just literally to be like, hey, world, I think I'm an artist now, (laughs) you know, like, this is what I have. And I brought a lot of my original work, which was mirror adhered on canvas. And it was that that kind of got me started with meeting other artists. Um, And by 2014, I was hired at uh, Vista Innovation and Design Academy, which was a middle school in Vista. And they were just opening their doors. Um, And I was very lucky to meet the principal there, um, Dr. Eric Shigela, because his approach to teaching was based on um, you know, they have a model that they use. Uh, I'm blanking right now. What is it? The design thinking um, process. Mm-hmm. And it really is about testing out things and making prototypes and then going back and seeing where you can improve and continuing that process until you achieve what it is you want. And I think that. Um, working there as a glass mosaic instructor and having that kind of guidance really helped me to understand like it's okay to make mistakes in art. It's okay to completely screw a project up and start over because guaranteed you're not going to make the same mistakes the second time or third time around. Um, But that was, I think, the experience working at Vita was really what, you know, I was immersed in art every day. I was teaching glass mosaic. I was doing murals all over the school and incorporating glass mosaic pieces into the murals um so it was a combination of like still being sort of a student you know in terms of learning artwork um but then also having to teach it so I kind of got like a crash course over two years working with them and it was after that that I decided you know I love this like I don't I don't want to have a day where I'm not in the studio making something or building something. Um, and it was then that I decided to convert my entire garage into a full art studio, build the tables I need, um, to hold the weight of the glass and just get to creating. And I've been doing it ever since. And I don't think I'll ever stop. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. That, <laughs> that That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so, you you seem like uh you, you know and I I come from a uh just coming from the south uh we have a really um uh, you know uh, strong work ethic um you know being in being in you know sports being in wrestling like I've been used to sort of just being like a, just self-driven self-motivated uh to do a lot of things um i can i can sort of tell by by your work ethic you uh you you have a a very um interesting sort of hardworking background, uh, can you attest that? Is that is that more towards like with your, with your family, with your grandmother that sort of started you off or maybe towards like your military background? I wasn't sure.
1: Um, I think it's a combination of both. I think the, you know, when you have a strong work ethic and you want to get something done and you're willing to show up, work long hours and stuff like that, there's a component where you also, you achieve only if you're gentle with yourself, right? Because if you're constantly hard on yourself and nothing is ever, you know, quote, good enough, then you're going to hit a point where it stops being fun. And so I think that, you know, that part, I get very much from my grandmother, like everything we did was, there was this component of like, you have to still feel the joy. So she would take me to art classes that, You know, where I don't even know that I was paying much attention, but you know, she'd be sitting there working on a piece of pottery for hours. Um, and what I remember about that experience is that anytime my grandmother was doing art, she was she was in a moment of joy. So I learned that the things that we like that we're willing to work hard at, there has to be an element of grace and enjoyment. You know, and a feeling of being fulfilled. Otherwise, why are we doing it? You know what I mean. So I've, I kind of mixed that in with, um, really learning, like you know, on the opposite spectrum, the really hardcore discipline from being in the Marines, and you know, understanding like you don't quit, you don't give up just because you mess something up. You know, if I, I've, I've worked on this mosaic piece I've been doing now for. I'm doing one of uh, the Mad Hatter, and I remember a day, I, pu- I must have put in six or seven hours of glass work into just one section, only to realize, like, probably 80% of the way through that um, I was using the wrong color glass. I thought I was using black glass, and actually I was using brown glass, and it called for black glass. And I just remember looking at it going, there's, there's no way, like, I can't, I can't paint this. I can't change this. I have to just rip it up and start again. And, you know, that sort of discipline to, cause I had a choice. I could leave it knowing that it's not going to be in the end, the way that I had envisioned. And I would have to change other things, or I can just correct the mistake and move on. Sure enough, that day, I ripped all the glass up. And that was the end of my day. I said, okay, that's the point where I'm going to walk away from the studio now. Did all that work, ripped the glass up. But I came back the next day and put it back down. And I think, you know, I think the combination of the the hard work and the dedication toward things with the, you know, reminding myself, like, if you're not having fun anymore, it's time to like, turn the lights off and take a break and then come back when it's enjoyable. I never want this to feel motivated by money and I never want it to feel like a daunting task that I don't look forward to doing. So if those things start to creep up, those are times in my life where I'll grab my surfboard and I'll spend you know, maybe three days going out surfing and just reminding myself like, oh yeah, find the joy again and then bring that back to the art studio.
0: That's great. That's awesome that's the i mean that's that's a lot of great insight for uh for aspiring creators and and even for seasoned creators is is getting back to the fun of it sometimes we get to the point to where we you know uh you know what me personally like I'm, I'm more into the uh digital art and design and branding and and um uh, you know so it's it's one of those where i'm always sort of i, I enjoy creating i i enjoy it and that's something uh, i've always i've always done uh, but at the same time, too, I'm always in the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking my X's and X's and uh, O's here. Like, okay, is this you know how do I get a client from this? You know, um, as, as along with all kinds of other uh, business things. But uh, yeah, it, it's always good to sort of you know sometimes you just have to step away from it and and go to um, other habits and and pursuits. Um, and I think that's for anyone across the board, uh, not only in the creative community. I mean, people that's in you know sports or people that's in you know uh in their career or in the corporation or or anything else is like sometimes you got to find something and step away from it um to sort of get back that uh really get back that feeling and that essence on like why did you start it in the first place like why do you enjoy it and um i know i know for me like being able to um you know if i need to step away like i always i enjoy working out uh i enjoy you know going in and you know doing some jujitsu or wrestling or something like that, or just going to the beach and just picking up rocks. Like it just, I can almost brain dump and just go, not really go blank, but sort of being in more of a, you know, meditative trance on, and, you know, I, I think for me, usually that's when I get some of the best insights and answers. Um, you know, just when I'm able to sort of let go and, you know, especially when I'm trying to, you know, I, I'm so attached to, like I gotta do this or I gotta figure out the answer. And sometimes you just have to sort of surrender to it. I guess like the waves, you gotta surrender to the waves sometimes.
1: Oh Um, yeah, oh yeah. um, It's a big reminder. Going out to the ocean humbles you quite quickly, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes it does. Uh, So I know we we got a lot of stuff to talk about here. Um, So going to, I know we talked briefly about it. You were were in, um, okay, you're in the military. Um, so now you're, you have a, uh, like a recovery project, uh, project or or like art therapy for military. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Um, so when I was in, so when I, first off, let me start with, um, we are a full military family. So what that means is, uh, my husband also is a Marine Corps veteran. Um, he did 20 years, um, in the infantry And multiple combat deployments. So, our kids grew up um, with the military family lifestyle, moving from base to base. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, having to sort of survive living through two parents who both, you know, both my husband and I are 100% service connected um, for disability and you know mine was was different i'm not a combat veteran um i went in when i was 17 years old and um i had gone in for my i had actually asked to go for my first um overseas duty station to okinawa and when i got there um this was back in 1990 i joined in 98 and i was out by 2000. so um i dealt with what's called military sexual trauma Um, sexual harassment and sexual assault Um, and unfortunately at the time when I reported I was retaliated against and separated from the military um, as a result of reporting reporting rape and that is you know that was something that was incredibly difficult To wrap my head around, because like I said, I went in when I was 17 and I got out and I was still only 19 years old. Wow. And to come back to the United States, um, you know, and be told you're no longer a veteran, you're no longer a Marine, you don't qualify for veteran benefits or mental health care. Um, I spent a good part of the next probably 13, well, 16 years. um, And I had such severe PTSD that I didn't, you know, and I, I knew something was wrong, but I could never really pinpoint it. And, you know, my husband and I um, kind of both of us were just in that world of like him coming back from combat deployments. And I could see that it was it was that time in 2012, um, you know, he had returned from his third combat deployment and I had been still struggling with a lot of issues you know, and, and symptoms of PTSD. Um, And when he got back from his third deployment, I remember saying to him, you know, look, I will do the unthinkable. I will go and I will try to get mental health care. And I will try to start this claim for disability, um, you know, and VA compensation. And if you promise me that you will do the same, right. I will go out first and, and take care of this and try to get some help. Um, And that's what I did. And I had attorneys who took my case um, pro bono and after four years of litigation, uh, the Department of Defense upgraded my discharge. And I was able at that point in 2016 to not only get service connected, but also to receive mental health care from the VA. And so that was a, you know, that, that struggle in itself it really tests a family, Um, but I'm very grateful that going through that, I had artwork as an outlet. You know, I had surfing, I had artwork, um, and a lot of the difficulties I had were translated into the artwork. So it was, you know, me working with broken mirrors for so long, and there's a mask behind me that took about a year to create um, where I put little individual pieces of broken mirror on this mask, and I think you know, I look back now and I realize that my internal sense of self was shattered at a at a fairly young age um, in the military, and you know, I kind of credit like the working with broken glass. I get to take these broken pieces, you know, of glass, but really of myself, and put them together and create something absolutely beautiful out of brokenness. And so over the years of doing that, mixed with therapy, mixed with, you know, meeting with other veterans, um, I eventually started, I co-founded an organization called Veterans Recovery Project, where we offer support and resources to veterans who've been through military sexual trauma, Um, you know, and our style of how we, we do this is Unique in the sense that we don't trauma bond. So we don't get together weekly on Zoom and share stories about what happened to us. Instead, what we do is we share our story of self care and recovery. What does it look like? You know, what are some barriers or challenges to our mental health or our our self care? And we get to, you know, share about how are we overcoming those things? And it has been we're coming up on, I think, three years now that we've been doing the Zoom calls weekly, Um, you know, and having that environment and that kind of community of people that are all struggling, but we're struggling well. And, you know, and we are all in our own right in a mentally healthy pursuit of what it means to recover from severe trauma. And, you know, that has become kind of a staple where, you know, it translates into my artwork. I teach online um, with an organization called Path With Art. And so I teach veterans everything from, I'm now teaching design thinking for creative expression from everything I learned at Vita. Um, I'm starting next week, I start my first watercolor class. Um, And I've taught mask making for invisible wounds you know and it's just it's an opportunity for me to one i love doing art so i also love teaching art but it's really an opportunity to to expose other veterans to like hey there's these really cool outlets and you don't you don't have to come in being an artist you don't even have to come in thinking you're an artist as a matter of fact most of the veterans come in to the class you know and the first thing is well i can't draw so i'm not an artist yeah. So what I do is I go, okay, well, you know, class one, we're going to use tracing paper and cardboard paper, and we're going to learn how to put images down and kind of bypass that idea of I'm not an artist. And I give them tools and things to sort of, you know, learn to get through some of that so that they can let that creative outlet happen. Um, and it's been wonderful. You know, I I definitely... I notice I like watercolor because I can finish a piece in like a day or two days, as opposed to 70 hours and like three months later. So there's a little more, um, you know, instant gratification there with watercolor, but it's also a way when I'm doing glasswork, I'm standing and I'm moving and back and forth on the grinder and, you know, and it's just like a very fast paced movement. Whereas watercolor, I'm sitting down, I'm breathing deep, you know, and it's just such a different approach to what I've done with glass that I learned, oh, wow, this is something when I'm having a difficult day and I don't want to keep that momentum up of, you know, moving fast and I want to calm down, I'll pull out, you know, some, some watercolor and just find myself like an hour later going, I feel so much better, you know, and it's, it's been really wonderful to sort of take all of that heaviness and like transfer it now into something that's good and healing and you know and to be able to share with other people like you can go through really tough stuff and come out the other end a better person than you started and i i feel like i'm you know hopefully i'm proof of that
0: (laughs) that's great that's uh, it yeah that's great i mean i think there's a lot of people and like i said thank you for for you know sharing sharing that story i mean i think that's something that, that people need to hear and, and feeling like, um, you know, they're not alone in situations like that. Um, you know, I know, um, the military slowly, but surely is, is are doing things to help, um, you know, more, more women, uh, in that, in that fashion. And they still have a lot of work to do. Um, that's probably something for another episode, but, um, but yeah, I mean, just having, having the strength to, you know, to, you know, for that to happen and, and, and like i said and have a husband that's you know supportive enough to um you know be willing to help and be be willing to do you know what what he needed to do to, in order to to uh to help you out um i mean that's that's great i mean i think your your story is is, is definitely reflective of, of of your work and and um a lot of the pieces that that I've seen so far um i, I think it, it definitely sort of reflects you know um the things that you're, the trauma that you you've had to to, uh, to deal with. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure in some form or fashion, you're still working, working things out. Um, I know, uh, I, I know I, I wasn't, I've got like a, I, I'd probably say I have a military background, like all my uncles, I was sort of raised up under all my uncles and all of them were in the mil in the Marines. So mm-hmm. I was like, since I was little, I was, I, I'd had that sort of military sort of lifestyle. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't move around or anything like that. It was just how all, a lot of them. I, I just sort of just hung out uh around around a lot of those uh around my uncles and and um but all of them had went to the Marines. So I was sort of like just raised up to, you know, uh as far as any certain background. So it's sort of weird because like when I first got out here, because I'm from Tennessee and as soon as I got out here and, and and uh you know I work out and stuff all the time. And first thing is like, are you are you in the military? Like I, I get this all the time. Are you in the Marines? Are you in the no. I just, well, just okay. That's just like how I was raised. It wasn't.
1: It. I never um, get mistaken for a Marine. I don't think in my whole life, anyone's come up and be like, are you in the United States Marine? It's never happened. Not once. <laughs> I,
0: you, you know what? Funny thing is, I, <laughs> I was, it was, it was so bad where one time me and my wife, we was at a winery and I think it was, um, oh, it might've been like military service day. or It was something around that. It was something that was going on me and my wife was at a winery and this old, old timer came up to me and he's like, Hey, I want to thank you for your service. (laughs) And I started laughing. I was like, well, thank you for that. But I'm I'm not in the, I'm not in the Marines, but thank thank you. (laughs) Uh, So it was fun. My my wife was, was, was laughing, but it's it's sort of funny how, you know, a lot of them just sort of think about that, but that was just how I was raised. I, you know, it's just, you know uh, I think I have that sort of sort of discipline uh sort of demeanor at times and um but uh yeah it's it's uh yeah it's wild but um so with you okay so now you're you're doing online classes you're you're helping the military um you know you you've got a lot of amazing things going on what what things are you um you know, thinking about next, you know, what, is there any kind of potential, you know, events or anything that you're sort of collaborating with or partnering up with? I didn't know what some things that you had going on.
1: Uh So my very first, this is my first museum showing. Um, My artwork was accepted into um, the Oceanside Museum of Art. There's a exhibit called Pop Smoke, and it's a veteran art exhibition, um, and it's just, oh my gosh, it's incredible to be, so humbling too, to to just have been accepted, and so my artwork is there, and I have a piece called Freebird Bird um, that's on display there. It's actually, it, the piece is probably about 10 years old. Um, it's one of my first pieces where I use broken mirror on canvas. So, um, so I've got that, and that show runs through. I want to say uh, through the beginning of January. Um, so that is currently open. I just got back from um, an event that we did with Vet Art, uh, which is located in Vista, and uh, it's a nonprofit, and we have they have a whole art studio out there in Vista. And it's just, it's amazing. Veterans can go in and work on everything from ceramics to glasswork. And um, so we just got back actually from Sacramento and we were able to display our artwork on the steps of the state capitol.
0: Oh, wow, that's awesome.
1: And yeah, and it was, it it was again, very humbling, Um, an incredible experience. I got to not only share my artwork there, Um, but I also got to get up and do a spoken word piece, which was, you know, writing's my first love. So I was like, oh my gosh, I get to stand on the, when is this ever going to happen in my life again, right? Standing on the steps of the state Capitol, um, reading spoken word. And then I get to go back to my booth where I've got, I had showcased, uh, two glass mosaic pieces and I did a mass collection called invisible wounds, where I gave a face to, um, rage, PTSD, traumatic brain injury, military sexual trauma and recovery. And so I did a full mass collection, um, which I thought was appropriate to bring for a veterans event, um, just to kind of start another conversation about invisible wounds. Um, Upcoming now, I'm looking at uh, hopefully teaching some classes and having my first gallery showing at Studio Ace. So that's kind of in the workings. Uh, we don't have any dates set down just yet, but that is is we're, we're in talking about that. So that's great. Um, I'm a commissioner on the uh, Oceanside Art Commission um, for the city of Oceanside. So I love being an art commissioner. That's amazing. Another way to kind of serve the community. Um, and then, Let's see, what else? Uh, I will be hopefully teaching in 2023 at Vet Art. Um, we're talking again about doing uh, some glass glasswork classes there. So I look forward to that. That's something that we've got, you know, some time really have to plan out, but um, just continuing to teach and showcase my artwork. Like I said, this isn't, you know, it's nice when I sell a piece, but this isn't driven by um, you know, it's not driven by that. And so I think it allows me to still find the joy in it and really create when I feel like it. And some parts of the year I want to make, you know, a lot more artwork. Other parts of the year I want to be in the ocean as much as possible. So
0: I it's like
1: that. A balance. <laughs> um, you know, and I I wanted to mention, uh I had heard you say jujitsu. Um you know, that was jujitsu has such a huge place in in my heart and in our lives. Um when we were when we had first gotten here to California, um, we came from my husband was stationed in Louisiana. So I understand moving from the South to California, it was kind of a culture shock. Um yeah. but we got involved with Gracie Barr Jiu Jitsu, and my kids were all in jujitsu for about 10 years, and that was You know, that was a way that really helped them to stay focused as my husband and I were kind of going through our own recovery. Um, Jiu-Jitsu allowed for my kids to have an incredible outlet. And then they both did wrestling in high school. Um, My oldest two and our youngest one is now in volleyball. So I'm a big advocate for sports for kids and, you know, and even adults. Like we can't just become an adult and forget the importance of play. Oh, yeah. You've got to get outside and play and do something. And you know, to play and create as an adult is probably even more important when you hit adulthood than it is to do as a kid. It really and we forget that. We forget to remind each other, like, go outside and play for no reason, right? Not because you're getting paid, not because it's a competition, but just the enjoyment of play and the enjoyment of creativity, like. That's one of those things. I feel like as adults, we need to share that secret with other adults.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, that's, I I wholeheartedly uh, agree with that. Um, I I think a lot of people uh, assume that, you know, you hit adulthood that, you know, the things that you used to do as a child, you know, you just, you stop everything. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: you know, even, you know, being able to, uh, you know, sketch or write or, you know, you know do a poem or maybe go to an open mic night and try it out uh you know try your hand at comedy or or a haiku or or poems or anything like that um you know just ne- never stop you know I always uh you know I always you know you talked about you know prototyping um in the uh at the school you know it, that's something that you know I, t- I told my wife you know like if I wasn't in design or you know, the arts, you know, I would, I would have been like, I wanted to be like a, a, some kind of theoretical physicist. Like I love experimenting um, with literally everything uh, and Mm -hmm. see if it works or not. And, and pulling little things from, um, you know, from science and, and, and other, other things into my, into my design work or to anything that I create. But uh, I, I love, you know, experimenting with, you know, with my life, with, you know the the things that i create and and seeing what works what doesn't work um i think it's all a it's all a big experiment you know we i think we assume when we hit 20 or 30 or 40 that we that we have it all figured out and i know i've learned personally that you know even me at 40 you know now what 42 uh i start to lose track now um i there's still so much that i'm I've, I, I have to learn, you know, it's, it's so much that I, I haven't experienced yet that I, you know, that I want to have the chance to experience. And, um, and, you know, I think that's, you know, sort of having that full, um, I think having that full mosaic of life, you know, you, you, when you sit back at the end of your life and you say, wow, you know, all these little messy pieces, all these little things, when you look back at it, it's like, wow, this is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, you know f- and at that little moment that little moment of time we feel like it was good or bad uh it's just one little piece to that whole to that whole thing uh and I said, when you look back and you'll be like man I, I i'm glad if and it, it sort of sucks because it's like if we didn't go through our challenges if we didn't go through the things that you know that that hurt us or those traumas or those pains sure. it would not have transformed uh or or built us into the people that we are now um oh yeah and i'm
1: thankful for all the struggle like i wouldn't i wouldn't be the same person if i hadn't gone through all of that and you know and i think that's sometimes where people get caught up is like in the what happened to me and it's like okay but that's not who you are yeah and you know i'm same thing i just turned 42 and i feel like there's a whole another you know world out there of things that I'm just now learning and one of the most important is not to take this whole thing so serious right like to remind myself life is good life is fun we're supposed to explore we're supposed to make mistakes and you know and we're supposed to ask for help when we do we're supposed to find people that are already on that walk and say hey how did you get there can you help me avoid you know, taking the wrong direction for five years of my life. And so I think things like this, like this podcast are great because it's an opportunity where, you know, people can be reminded that there's absolute beauty in creativity and it doesn't just exist in the art industry. Creativity is everywhere. It's just having the guts to get out there and do something different than you've always done so that you can experience something new and You know, I hope anybody listening today is, is inspired to just, if anything, just go in your garage and try something, you know, like you don't even have to put it on social media. Just try your hand at drawing, try drawing with a non-dominant hand, you know, try if you've never gone in the ocean and surfed, get out there and try it. Doesn't matter if you're 45 or 55, you know, it's, it's one of those things that there are so many rewards when we take those leaps and we do something different and we do something that's, that drives passion in us and creativity. And it just, it amazes me. And I'm, I don't think I will ever, you know, I never will regret the difficulties that I had, but I also know that as a result of like the artwork and the writing, I will never be the same. And I don't want to, you know, I, I very much enjoy having Creative outlets in life,
0: yeah yeah that's that's great, yeah, um, yeah, I know my mom she uh she's probably one of my first art teachers, you know, I started out you know traditional, like she would show me how to do collages and everything else when I was little, and so I would make all these like paper mache you know dolls and fortresses and stuff for my toys and stuff, so I was like already like creating like all kinds of stuff when I was little, but it it was one of those where um even now, like, and where I'm at now, um, yeah, and she's still really creative. You know, I actually went back in the uh, town over the summer and kept her out. She's really big in the in the crowds and she loves, you know, uh, creating stuff for events and weddings and things like that. And, um, uh, and I was like, Mom, I was like, You should like do something with it. Like, uh, like, don't, I wouldn't hide it. I mean, this is something that, like, this is actually really great stuff. And I was showing, now, my, she was showing me how to you know, glue certain things together. And she, she would get like little stuff from like thrift stores and pretty much create these beautiful pieces. And I was like, so you like, you don't sketch any of this down. You just like, this is just off the top of your head. And she's like, yeah. So I'm trying to show her some different ways of of maybe sort of prototyping and, and sketching, putting stuff on paper before she goes. And, but she's just one of those where she just if it's in her head, she just goes with it, and I think i, I get a little bit of that from from her um but uh, yeah, definitely sort of urging her to you know even at her age like urging her to like, hey, do this now I was like, you got a a really valuable gift that you could probably you know this is something you could you could be doing you know um i think I think people um and, and not to say and and you know I tell a lot of people. I want you to be practical, to a, to a point. You know, like there's obviously yes, everybody's got things they have to take care of, but if you have something that you know that sort of in you, that's in you to sort of create and express in some form or fashion, um, you need to do that before your time is up. And and if you don't, and I've told people this before, if you don't, that that sort of built up creativity at creative power. Um, it will turn negative real quick, and it will spill out, you know, over the whole, you know, facet of your life in some form or fashion, uh, if you don't find a creative way to um, uh, to to express it in some form or fashion. Um, so I urge anyone, you know, to you know to you know even thirty minutes out of the day, you know, stop watching Netflix, thirty minutes out of the day, and just hey, look, just create this. You don't have to show anybody. Just get in the habit of, of just making stuff. And that, that's something that, um, you know, that I've been doing since I was little. That's something that, you know, I urge, um, you know, even my little grandkids, you know, I've, anytime I, I get them in, you know, they're always asking me like this, it forces me to be a better storyteller because since they were little, like they would say, Hey, tell us a scary story or tell us a story. So I would literally have to make up a story off, you know, just off the fly.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and I found myself like creating all these little characters that, I'll use the like merchandise certain things. Like I got some coffee cups that I, I, I made of his character. It was from a, 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 uh, a, little scary story at a, at a camp. Like we, we went camping and they was like, tells a story. So I just started making up stuff and I was like, huh, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> and then I started just drawing it up and, and, you know, making coffee cups and stuff out of it. Um, so it's just, it's just one of those where it just, it forces me to, to be creative and, and, and at the same time too, they model that too. They see that and that, so they try to, you know they're always trying to make stuff and they'll draw stuff and, and give it to me. And uh, you know, i put it up and it, that's just one of those like, you can't take that away. Like I could always buy you something, um, you know and sooner or later you got to toss it out for something else. But like that picture that you drew for me, like that, something like that, at that state, that's forever. I mean, that's something that, um, you know, you, you cherish and something that was from them, from the heart. Um, You know, and so that's that's something that I'm really uh, passionate about. That's something that I would I would want to share more with with people is like figuring out, you know, you don't have to figure out your gift, but figure out. And I think that's going to be a lifelong thing, but um, use I, I really feel like everybody has little breadcrumbs, like little things that probably, you know, God, the universe has been sort of urging you on into a certain direction and for whatever reason you go a different direction and until you circle back around and like okay let me let me just work with this and see what happens um I think sometimes we just have to we just have to surrender to it you know we like okay what we've done so far has not
1: worked (laughs) let's
0: let's just surrender for a minute let's just let it go and let's see what happens um and
1: it's answering the call answering (laughs) that call because it will that phone will keep ringing even with my kids um you know my son is a is a musician and he can take apart and put together a guitar he can play any song you know just by looking it up and but again these are things that like we have a very creative family because these were things that we began to model my husband does lathing so he but he makes pens um (laughs) Yeah, and so like our our art studio, I have about 90% of it and he's got this little space with his lathe and stuff, but it's really cool because we'll be out here for hours. He's working on the lathe. I'm doing glass work. My son's inside playing guitar. My middle daughter is a, um, and has been for like the last eight or nine years, uh, a makeup artist. And so she's now in cosmetology school. And then our youngest daughter is she just makes everything she is the kid that she will take anything and be like look what i made out of these five random things and it just it is such a joy to watch her her do that and you know make jewelry and pottery all kinds of stuff so you know those things i think like you said like there's that that thing that you feel drawn to that's the part if you know if people get nothing else out of this today is just when you feel that call just answer it just be brave enough to answer it and and dive in and maybe turn toward it and go okay you know I feel calling toward culinary arts or gardening or anything like that or even you know visual art performing art if something's calling you like that just answer the call and see what happens you know because I had told myself a long time ago, I was going to give this whole art thing six months. And that was like, I think that was back in 2014. <laughs> so I'm going to give it six months and see how this goes. And, you know, so now it's 2022 and I'm still, um, I'm still going, you know what I mean? And I'm glad I answered that call when I did.
0: Wow. that Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. It's sort of weird. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those where I've, I've always sort of, you know, been artistic, I've always sort of created it ever since I was little. I I think my grandmother, and my mom had like my very first picture, like in kindergarten. Um, but it was one of those where, um, you know, in a lot of a lot of other people that I've, I've, you know, that I know personally, you know, that was really talented, really artistic. And something happened along the lines where, um, you know, someone either told them that, hey, look, no, you, you can't make anything out of this, you know, artistic career that's not going to happen um, or you know feel like it's not practical and a lot of them end up just stopping on their on their dreams on their aspirations and uh, so I, I think it's one of those where I think I've been I don't know if it's persistence or just stubbornness um, I think I get that from my mom too um, where I just never stopped. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I hadn't and so it's just one of those where it's just you know, even with everything that I'm doing with creativity, even with sports and, you know, and I, like, I'm still competing, um, you know, uh, like no one ever told me to stop. So, so it's just like one of those, like, who's telling you to stop on your dreams? Like who told you to actually stop? Your dreams didn't tell you, your dreams are still there. Someone else told you to stop. So um, it's just one of those where like, I've never told myself to stop and, you know, I'll keep going and keep trying to figure out ways of, you know, being more of my authentic self, I'm still learning more about who I am and, you know, what I'm capable of and, and, you know, learning how to fine tune my skills or, or perhaps just sort of go a complete different direction. Um, you know, it's just one of those, I think, I think that's just part of life is just figuring out, you know, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're really good at, at something, or maybe you're, you're good at a, maybe you have a certain skill. Heck, try your hand at something else and see where that path path goes. I mean, if it circles you back around to where you where you've been at, and so be it. But if it takes you off into some kind of incredible journey, that's that is life. That's something that, you know, not a lot of people get to get to experience is like, what if I do go go after this? And what you know, what would happen? Um, and sort of maybe create a new story about yourself. And I, I think along the way, um being able to heal a lot of the bad things that, that you used to share with that old story. Um, and some of the, maybe some of the people that used to be attached to you, you know, they, they leave because this is a new story. This is a new book, a new chapter. Uh, and, and at the same time, that's going to come along with new people to experience with, uh, people that's along your, your journey for that, for that time being. But, um, I think it's, it's, it's all, like I said, I just, that's, the creative journey, I think that's what it, <laughs> what it is, um, and uh, you know, I think that's something that I think really feel like everyone should should be able to experience that. And not a lot of people get the privilege to do that. Um, I am seeing it right now, uh, and I, I think it it you know really you know warms my heart um, knowing that you know despite the things that you know that you had to deal with, you no, know, you're still up and you're still standing, and you're healing. Uh, and that, that's something that um, not a lot of people uh, come back from. What is a creative tip or tips for our audience?
1: The best creative tip that I could give somebody would be um, extinguish all rules, right? When you are in that moment of creativity, allow all those, those feelings and thoughts to happen and then set them aside and get to work. Because it's in that moment that those things will more times than not become the barrier between expressing oneself and being afraid to, because there's rules or there's, you know, preconceived notions about the way things should or shouldn't be done. And I would say, just put all that to the side for the sake of doing and creating what you feel and see what comes from that. And I think that that for me has been, you know, this idea of just existing in the art world without rules is amazing. And I, you know, and, and take, if you want to take classes, once you've experienced that, you know, I'm, as an artist, I'm a lifelong learner now of art and I take watercolor classes, um, but I still approach, you know, there's days where, okay, I know some of the rules now and I still throw them out the window <laughs> for the sake of, yeah, but I want to do this, you know? And so I think that it's, it's good on one hand to, to gain instruction if you need that and you like that kind of support um, and you want to learn a new skill, but ultimately when it comes down to it, you know, it's okay to put all those rules aside. That's that great. would be my thing.
0: Great too great too. and words of wisdom, you know before we sign off, you know what what are some words of wisdom that will resonate with someone's spirit in their heart? Uh, maybe they when they listen to this um, soon or maybe a year from now. what are those words of wisdom for our audience?
1: Hmm. You know I think it's something i've I've lived by now for a long time um, and it's kind of it's something our family shares and um so it's you know this is something i've said to my husband it's been said to me we say it to our kids and it's a very simple life rule figure out who you are tell the world who you believe yourself to be and then be the person that you say you are
0: i like that that's 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 short and sweet i like that and uh, that's pretty d- directed to the point i mean it's <laughs>
1: No BS around. Just just really figure out who you are by any means possible. Tell the world who you believe yourself to be, so you have some level of accountability, and then be the person that you say you are, so you can look back and know that you honored doing what you said you were going to do.
0: Yep, that's that's great. Uh, yeah, I think that's gonna that's definitely gonna hit a lot of people. Uh, th- those are great, some great words. Um, so before we sign off, you know, how can people reach out to you about everything that you have going on? Um, <laughs> what's, what's the best way to get in contact with you?
1: Uh, so social media, um, through Instagram, it's probably where I, I post most things. So you can look for me on Instagram at imagery artworks, um, So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Um, let's see. And then I have a personal Instagram page and I just, I put a whole bunch of random stuff on there but that one is uh, Luce underscore Helena underscore Thompson. Um, And let's see, then if you're looking for more information for veterans recovery project, you can go to veteransrecoveryproject.org. Um, and for more information about my artwork, to order prints, to sign up for classes, um, you can check out my website, which is imageryartworks.com. Um, and yeah, if you live in Oceanside, hope to see you around Oceanside sometime out, maybe at the beach. <laughs>
0: oh that's great that's great and like i said i'll put this all this information in the in the show notes for for people to to get in touch with you too as well Um, so hey once again hey this has been a a great episode with with me with loose and um yeah I, i hopefully when you listen to this um this like i said the video portion of this will be on my youtube page um this podcast will be available on soundcloud spotify um apple podcast heliumradio.com uh, which is my radio partner and um so uh yeah i mean if you you get a chance to check this out please let me know what you think uh, a lot of knowledge bombs dropped in this episode um and like i said i out loose uh I, I i wish you future success uh, i know you're gonna do great um you you work too hard not not to so like i said um I, I know I'm, I'm always expecting you know great things from you and I'll, I'll be on the lookout too for for everything that's going on with with everything that you have going on. Um, so yeah um, oh, also too if you want to support this show different ways of doing this um, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash the creative brew and for the price of a cup of coffee. Uh, you can support this episode as well as future episodes. Um, So I've got a lot of ideals as far as some things that I want to do Um, going into 2023. But um, any, like I said, supporters like you, people that listen, that comment on the show, um, like I said, you're the lifeblood of the show. So um, if you want to um, check it out, go to www.buymeoncoffee.com forward slash The Creative Brew and check it out. Support the show. So uh, once again, this has been another great episode. Be cradled, stay inspired. We won't take
1: it. Life is about to give you ups and downs. All the winds and the owls and the smiles and frowns. They will tell you to
0: settle down, stay on the ground. No, I won't take it. No, we won't take it.